I think sometimes you need a little pain, a little guilt, a little frustration, a little kick on your own butt to say, I need to do better than I'm currently doing. And then that will create the necessity for you to search for the ways to do it. I don't want you to be fear-based. I don't want you to, to constantly live in fear of losing people or, or constantly be in fear of, of bad things that could happen. I just want you to not take things for granted. Welcome to Next Level University. I am your host, Kevin Palmieri. And I am your host, Alan Lazarus. At Next Level University, we believe in a heart-driven, but no BS approach to holistic self-improvement for entrepreneurs. We bring you seven episodes a week, six of which are solo episodes with Kevin and myself, and one world-class guest to help you level up your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. Self-improvement in your pocket every day from anywhere for free. Welcome to Next Level University. How do you make sure a mission is bigger than yourself from the start? That's a great question. Ask yourself, why did you start? That's for, for me personally, when I started this, I wanted to have deep conversations about things that matter with people who I cared about. And the goal was never financial. It was never an amount of followers on Instagram. My goal was to help inspire and impact people. Ask yourself, what is the pretense for me starting? And number two, what is the measurement for success? If it's $1 million in the first year, you're probably not doing it for the right reason. And then last point on this before I kick it to Alan, don't have an end game in mind. One of my favorite quotes that I, I say all the time, the people who start podcasts with the intention of stopping them will never be successful. Because if you're starting something so you can get out, there's no point in you getting in in the first place. Mm. Super powerful. My answer, Aim, would be ask yourself a couple questions. The first one is, what breaks your heart? What injustice in the world genuinely breaks your heart? Is it when animals are mistreated? Maybe start a dog shelter. Is it when the environment is mistreated? Maybe start a company that helps the environment or a nonprofit or a charity. You have to understand what injustice in the world breaks your effing heart. And I swear on purpose because it really has to hit you deep. If it doesn't move you, it won't move you into action. Second thing, what are you most passionate about? Third thing, what is it that comes natural to you? What is it that, that comes easy to you? What is it that is difficult for other people, but for you it's pretty easy? It's like if someone went up to Shaq and said, how do I dunk a basketball? And Shaq was like, what do you mean? You just, you just do that. You just dunk it. See, that's really, really difficult for other people. No matter what Kevin did, he's not going to dunk a basketball you like watch Shaq. watch your mouth, son. Like Shaq. <laughs> <laughs> I can touch the net in my, in my glory days. I don't know anymore. I'm, I'm a little more bottom heavy than I used to be. Well, only if you keep it up on that bike. Hey, I'm just we'll I'm see. Just we'll see in the long run, you know. What injustice in the world bothers you? What are you uniquely suited for? Uh, what is it that you're so good at that makes other people insecure. You're so good at this thing that people don't even like when you're doing it. Okay? That's an indicator of your gift. That's your unique talent. Consistency is a goal of mine, 
when I do miss a day or a goal, how can I keep going without feeling guilty enough to quit? Alan, you can answer this one first since I answered the first one first. How, how do I make consistency the goal? I need it one more time. I'm sorry. That's okay. Um, consistency is a goal of mine. When do I, when I do miss a day or a goal, how can I keep going without feeling guilty enough to quit? Yeah, it has to be, uh, honestly, let's do this. Let's flip it on its, let's flip it on its side. I remember two weeks ago, two weeks ago, I think I took three days off of weight training. For me, that's very unusual. I think it might have even been four. I think I talked to Kevin about it. Mm. Four days without weight training in a row is like unheard of for me within the last seven years. Tur turn the guilt into motivation. You're actually feeling guilty because that's your soul's recognition of misalignment with its highest self. Guilt, remorse, and regret are actually the best teachers in the world. They are the, the, the emotions. Your emotions have intelligence and they're trying to tell you, okay, hey, whoever. Hey, Alan. Hey, Alan, you are skipping workouts and you feel guilty. This feeling of guilt is telling you, you need to get your butt to the gym. You are outside of alignment and you know it. We all sort of berate ourselves when you're spending too much time on social media or you're overwatching, binge watching Netflix or you're overeating or you're, it means that guilt is an indicator that you're breaking your own standards. And what most people do to get rid of the guilt is lower their standards. Don't do that. Instead, use the guilt to motivate you. I, I think that uh, the self-improvement industry is fairly fluffy. And the reason why I call it fluffy is because I think that, I think that especially in the last couple years, there's been this idea of like achieving great things shouldn't be difficult. I, I, I just d disagree so strongly with that. Guilt and overcoming guilt is, I mean, if I ask Kev, how often do we feel guilty? How guilty would we feel if we missed an episode? Oh, the oh most. Oh my God, the, the most. most. We don't want to feel that guilt. We don't want to let that pain in so we never miss an episode. I feel guilty right now because we didn't record enough earlier. Yeah. Genuinely. Right before this, Amy, it. you saw us feel guilty. And we're, what are we going to do after this? We're going to go record an episode. Mm, not happy about Use it. Use the guilt to fuel you. I'm not saying to, to live in guilt. I'm not saying to dwell in guilt. I'm not saying to drown in guilt. What I'm saying is guilt, regret, and remorse are, are teachers. Let them teach you. Use it to get your stuff together. Ask yourself what... I don't want to say was it my fault that I'm not being consistent, but what is taking up the time and the space and forcing me to be not consistent? Sometimes priorities take over. And some things become more important than other things and things might not get done. I think that's an important understanding of being a human being that if Alan and I have a potential client who's going to pay us $5,000 a month, me responding to that email is probably a little bit more important than some of the other things I was supposed to do that day. So it might seem like I'm not being consistent, but am I actually being consistent just in something that isn't super measurable? That's one way to look at it. But I second what Alan said. I think sometimes you need a little pain, a little guilt, a little frustration, a little kick on your own butt to say, I need to do better than I'm currently doing. And then that will create the necessity for you to search for the ways to do it. So I think some people beat themselves up too much for sure. I think the vast majority of people don't beat themselves up enough. 
and that doesn't force them to do anything different. Understand, and Alan said this, if you want better, you have to do better. But that starts with you realizing that you're not living up to the standard that you have set for yourself and then start diagnosing where the problems are going. Maybe you have to make your consistency easier. Maybe you're trying to do too much. So maybe you have to take a step back. I think at the end of the day, sometimes what seems like a step back is a giant step forward in the future with enough time. So get clear on why you're not being consistent in the first place. Do you have advice on how to find people with similar interests to help you to help you stay committed? Find, ask yourself this, what kind of person has a never quit mentality? And then go through, entrepreneur, speaker, coach, business owner, somebody who's super motivational, super inspirational, somebody who's been through a lot of adversity, awesome. Yeah, I get a list of 15 people, cool. Where do those people spend time? You can go to Barnes and Noble and start a conversation. You can join Next Level Nation. You can join group coaching. You can find coaches. You can find mentors. I really believe it is that simple. I do. Again, I don't have a ton of data to back that up, but if you wanted to find fit people, you go to the gym. If you wanted to find musicians, you go to Guitar Center. If you wanted to find hockey fans, you go to a hockey game. If you want to find people with growth mindsets and never quit mindsets, Figure out where they go, go there, and then get out of your comfort zone and start conversations and understand that if you value the same thing they do, you'll probably hit it off. Hello, my name is Eddie Pinero. I'm the founder of Your World Within. And I wanted to take a second and just express how valuable working with Alan has been, uh, both personally and professionally. I think uh, his ability to help me create clarity and, and maintain focus on my big picture goals has been huge. Um, but also, and this is just as important, you know, he's been a huge asset with the roadmap as well, the day-to-day -day things, the little things that we sometimes overlook. Uh, and those two things in tandem have been a huge lift and uh, just a tremendous return on investment. And I think anyone looking to, um, you know, grow themselves, grow uh, a business or, or both, um, you know, would truly benefit from having Alan as an ally along the way. Uh, again, great mind, but more importantly, solid dude. I would say you got to get a coach or join a mastermind. Uh, I have many clients that are all starting mastermind, not all of them, several of them are starting masterminds around a specific topic. So some of them are for growing businesses, some of them are for growing your mindset, some of them are for growing in general. There's so many communities out there of people that are that are doing this sort of mastermind. Just start small. Uh, and, and the other piece that I want to say as well, you have to get a coach. I used to think, I used to, I don't think believe in coaching to the extent that I do now, but now as I've been a coach for three, four years now, four years now, recently I, I looked at my clients, my list, and all of my clients are reaching this ridiculously high level of success way beyond what they were before. Like it's almost, it felt like overnight success in a way where all my clients are suddenly playing at this new level. And I realized that it's just momentum over time. Many of my clients have been with me for years at this point. The NLU team, all of them are also reaching this new level. And ships in the same harbor rise and fall together. If you got to ask yourself, am I on a winning team? And if not, maybe you have to pay for one. Have the humility to be like, you know what? Maybe my circle isn't 
isn't growing their value that much. Maybe my circle is not a winning team. Maybe, maybe my circle doesn't really have a lot of goals and dreams. Maybe my circle doesn't really know that much. There's a lot of circles of people that don't know much. It's okay. Maybe they're more focused on pleasure than they are on growing. That's their choice. But it's also your choice to stay there. If you have to pay for a coach or pay for group coaching, do it. It'll be the best decision you ever make. Even if for some reason it's not that valuable, you'll still be glad you did it because you're going to fight to get the value. Um, there's one coach that I don't believe in in particular that even her clients that do end up paying, the pain associated with get, getting nothing out of it still forces them to, to be more bold than they would have otherwise. If you don't have a winning team, pay for one. Go pay for one. Mm. Or in the, the last thing you can do too with that before we go to the next question start your own thing you can either be the moth that goes to the flame or you can be the flame that attracts other moths start posting about your beliefs start talking about your dreams start giving examples of how you overcame something and you'll start attracting people who have the same the same beliefs as well last one aim we got to hammer this one how do you keep a resilient mindset when contemplating the unacceptable and not seeing the worst case scenarios go ahead joe hmm I'm going to give an example and then I'll and then I'll answer the question. I realized recently that not everyone does this, but I do this regularly and I always have and maybe this is unique to me. I do think it's more unique to me than I used to think. One of the reasons I stay so grateful for my relationship with Emilia is because I contemplate what it was like without Emilia. I contemplate what it was like without Kevin. I contemplate what it was like without Amy. Okay, Amy's my assistant. All right, Amy is so supportive. I remember what it was like when I had to do all my own emails, when I had to do all my own DMs, when I had to do all my own social media, when I had to do everything myself. It was nothing short of absolutely brutal. I'm constantly contemplating what my life would be like without Amy. That's how I know Amy's value. I'm constantly contemplating what it would be like to have a business partner that doesn't do 23 things a day, that doesn't, isn't never quit mentality that isn't a savage like Kevin that isn't as high hardworking as Kevin I'm constantly contemplating what it used to be like to be dating and how hard it was to try to find someone that was aligned I remember my past relationships when I would always be pulled to work less or become less just because I was with someone who didn't have as big a goals and dreams I'm constantly contemplating what it was like before Emilia or what it would be like without Emilia the reason I'm contemplating that is so that I know the value and that I never lose sight of it. The original question, just understand that that when you're contemplating the alternatives, I don't want you to drown in it. I don't want you to be fear-based. I don't want you to, to constantly live in fear of losing people or, or constantly be in fear of, of bad things that could happen. I just want you to not take things for granted. And what you appreciate, you will invest in. And what you invest in will grow. And I can tell you for sure, there have been moments where I've taken Amy for granted, or I've taken Kevin for granted, or I've taken Emilia for granted. They're very small and they're very rare, and hopefully they would all attest to that. But it's because I wasn't doing enough contemplation. So whoever asked that question, I appreciate it. Don't drown in it. Don't allow the fear of losing people or losing things to overwhelm you, but 
just constantly ask yourself, like, what would my life be like without that person? What would my life be like without that business? What would my life be like if I wasn't born in this country? That's a free country. There's some countries right now that you can't even choose to leave the country because of COVID. You know, there, there's, you just have to contemplate if you want to stay grateful because the law of familiarity is going to creep in. I know we had to be quick. So that was my answer. Uh, Alan said a lot of nice things about me, Amy. So I forgot the question. And I have a mean nose whistle going on also into my microphone, which is the whole thing. Um, oh, gosh. Oh, no, it's gone. No, 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 no. Hold on. Hold on. I have it. Do you love me? Sorry. Do you love me? How do you stay in a... How, yeah. How do you stay in a resilient mindset when contemplating the worst case scenarios? Okay. And this is something I try to practice a lot. Understand that the worst case scenarios get better as you get better. So the more resilient you are and the longer you have a never quit mentality, the worst case scenarios get better. The worst case scenario three years ago was I can't do this anymore because I can't pay my bills. Now the worst case scenario is Alan and I lose a client and we have to change our lifestyles up a little bit. I mean, the worst case scenario is the business crashes and burns to the ground. But I think the other thing too is the, the worst case scenarios also become way less likely because you're way more developed. So understand that you are in control of all of this other than death and taxes, which are guarantees and there's nothing you can really do about that, most of the things in your life you have control over. And if you don't have control over it, then you can't necessarily focus on it or influence over it as well. So understand that the more capable you become, the better everything gets. Everything in, in your control, at least. Amy, thank you as always. Alan and I, I appreciate you. Alan and I had to skedaddle out of here because we have to record another episode after this. Oh, yeah. You know, which is oh, yeah. a huge concern. Next Level Nation, as you can see below, Alan and I are starting another train that we do not intend on missing. So every month we will be doing a live virtual event. Mm -hmm. This will be one of the only pieces of content that we do besides group coaching that is not public. Mm -hmm. So if you want the opportunity to get around people who want better, they want to do better, they want a more next level life, uh, everything will be in the show notes of the episode. I think Amy also put in the link below or the description below. So join us for that. What are we talking about? I have Creating no consistency in 2022. Yes. Again, this is one of the only free things that we'll ever do that it's completely private where you can actually meet other people. So if you couldn't afford group coaching, this is a perfect opportunity to meet people who are like-minded uh, because again, this is uh, throwback to our old meetups. We used to do these on Zoom and we mm -hmm. used to have everybody live. It's going to be that um, every single month. So this is our first one, creating consistency in 2022. If you've not been consistent and want to be, this is the the place to to start. And it's all virtual. You can do it from the comfort of your own home. If you want to have your camera off, you are more than welcome to do that as well. You can do it in your pajamas like I am right now, if you so choose. Next Level Nation, we love you. We appreciate you. Grateful for each and every one of you. As you know, we have an episode dropping tomorrow because we do seven episodes a week. And as you also know, at NLU, we do not have fans. We have family. We will talk to you all tomorrow. Please reach out. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Next Level University. We love connecting with the Next Level family, so make sure you follow us on Instagram. I am at NeverQuitKid, and Alan is at Alazarus88. Also, if you found value in this episode, leave us a review using the link in the show notes, and please share this with someone who's ready to get to the next level. 
We will talk to you tomorrow.